shit, we got an absolute banger for you all today <laughs> with a highly coveted Hell guest, yeah. long-time follower of the page, and an industry giant who's seen everything from the XO Jane days to the Dewey Dudes paradigm shift, where we're injecting nihilism and Finsta aesthetic into your motherfucking skincare routines. <laughs> Who do we got, Emilio? Today, gracing our airwaves is, well, you guessed it because you saw her name in the episode title, Julie Schott, co-founder at Acne Caroline Starface, hot off the launch of their brand spanking new liftoff pore strips. She's the former beauty director at Elle. She's rent for Cosmopolitan, The Cut, XO Jane. So buckle up and fasten those little AirPods for today's banger of an episode. Without further ado, Julie Schott. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we're very honored yeah. to have you grace the sound waves of the Dewey Dudes universe. No, I'm honored. I'm. I don't know. I don't know when I started following you guys on Instagram, but I'm just. I was like, yes, I'm so happy that this exists. This is so funny. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, this is like the most excited we've been. Uh, no, that's not a nag to any of our other guests, but we're extremely excited for this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, there, we just have um, a lot of things we want to cover with you. Yeah. Okay. We know, we know you're probably you're on the schedule, so we won't keep you here your, too long. Your questions are so like, I don't think you understand. Like they're the they're the best questions <laughs> that I've ever been asked. All right. Wow. wow. Cool. Well, you know what? Um, I have a journalism degree, so <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> well, would, uh, that would explain it, it all. That would explain it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess since this is a skincare podcast. Okay. Um, I guess what we're going to do is, for the listener, we're going to start off with some personal skincare questions for Julie. Um, then we're going to go into maybe some background about your come up, like how you are, where you are today. Um, and then talk about beauty and skincare in 2020. Um, and then focus a little bit more on Starface. And if time permits, we'll get into New York. We'll get into some other stuff in your life. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess we'll give the folks what they want to hear first. Currently, what is your AM and PM lineup? I think it's going to be boring because it's like super pared back from what it used to be when I was like a beauty editor and number one, like had access to all these products. And as a customer, like I'm very, very cheap. Like I'm a drugstore shopper and like a bargain shopper, to be honest. So like I use... I use Space Wash and Moisture on Mars and like where this is our star that right. came out today. I hope Beautiful. you can't hear the garbage truck in the background. I'm sorry. <laughs> we can hear it, but it's okay. Well, it adds a little uh, of like authenticity. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, my backdrop is just trash being collected. Um, yeah. So, and then, I, and then I do do sunscreen because um, there's a lot of sun where I am. Also, right. you have to do sunscreen even when there isn't sun. Um, I just did a, Cutera laser yesterday, which is the, you know, the one that targets redness. So I'm like extra, extra sunscreen. Um, and then, you know, in the evening I'll do like, I'll alternate between a retinol and a glycolic just to keep yeah. the exfoliation going, the chemical exfoliation. And, and that's it apart from, you know, washing, moisturizing, retinol, glycolic, maybe I'm, I'm on the fence about vitamin C. Um, mm. so 
What um what kind of retinol do you use? Is it prescription? I'm always trying a different one. Okay. So I like bought a drugstore one that I saw really good reviews on, wasn't like super impressed, then got a prescription one because I just joined one medical. Obviously, that's not like I'm not like it's not a sponsorship, but I'm healthcare? obsessed with them. <laughs> no, we, we changed insurance. Um, oh, cool. My at Starface and one medical oh. lets you like, I literally make an appointment every week. And so wow. they gave me retinol. Yeah. Um, so I'm now I'm using like a prescription one. Um, but my dermatologist yesterday, I was like, I was like, so I've been using retinol for like however many months and also throughout my life, but I, I like take breaks. And I was like, why is my chin like still broken out? And yeah. she said basically that it's not going to, it's not going to cut through any blockage that you have there. Like okay. you've got to clear that blockage first and then it can do the work. So because I don't know last time if you guys are into like esthetician stuff, but like I miss the person who used to do extractions for me. Like I haven't had an extraction for yeah eight months. Eight months. Um, are, are, yeah, you haven't thought about doing it in LA. You're in LA, right? Yeah. But like nobody, I mean, they're still not. I, you could do it at a derm or you could, I, yeah. I could get it done. But like the person who I was working with mm-hmm. is not okay. back in the office, so to speak. Yeah, that's a bummer. No, I just got a facial uh, like a week ago for the first time in like seven or eight months. And that it was so great getting those extractions. Oh my God. I'm really jealous. Yeah. Do you have a person that you always go to or a place you always go to? <sighs> no, we've, I've been going to, uh, we both have been going to Globar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because when they first opened, they invited us. So we've only been in New York for a year. So we just kind of started going there and it was like quick and easy. But um, eventually, no, eventually I'm going to start looking into more people. I just don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people here go with um, like Sophie Pavitt and Mm -hmm. a couple others. So eventually, once things are a little more... uh, normal uh or whatever whatever that looks <laughs> like yeah. whatever that looks like uh yeah i'll i'll, I'll branch out but for now right. yeah, i'm just i'm just doing that um wait i meant to ask do you remember what the drugstore retinol was like what the brand was um it was la roche posay oh okay okay, okay. Yeah. yeah that's it was um, a good price it was a decent price i was like okay let's do this um but yeah i'm, I'm always testing different retinols and i've got another one that's a serum um so still like in testing research mode and like comparative analysis or whatever. Um, but also have the prescription one in the mix. Well, I'm glad you got the glycolic acid down. Um, Cause I wanted to ask about Cetaphil because yeah. like a lot of a bit, like a huge bit we have. Um, it's only because like, it's a very polarizing product mm-hmm. yeah. and that like a lot, either people hate it or they like absolutely swear by it because it is like dermatologist approved and a lot of dermatologists recommend it. But I read somewhere that that was one of your cleansers at one time. Um, obviously you moved on to the Starface brand. I don't know why that is, but no, it totally was. It was because, sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. I, you can interrupt me whenever you want. <laughs> please, no. please do. Um, it, I remember a dermatologist and actually that now I think a lot of dermatologists say this, but they're like, don't invest in a cleanser. Like it's going to be on your face for two seconds and then go down the drain. Like, why are you spending $50 on a cleanser? Yeah. And I agree with that. Wow. Um, I'm sure there's an argument for the other side for why you should buy the $50 cleanser, but like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Um, and, and our cleansers, like the goal is to be, I, we wanted to formulate it to that drugstore cleanser benchmark. So like, what would that ultimate drugstore cleanser look like if 
it was free of parabens, if it was, free, you know, mm-hmm. if it was formulated to like a clean ingredient list. So like, that's, that's really what space wash is. Like it's unscented, it's a gel, it's foaming. Um, but it gives you like, it, you can take off your makeup with it. Like it, it will take, mm-hmm. it will scrub off your foundation. You don't need to do like a makeup remover first. Um, but it also isn't like stripping, which I think is important because you know, that like super like tight feeling. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, some people like that, I think, but, um, they feel like they, they want, got, they got they everything out. Like, yeah. yeah. Be, yeah I know people done. like that. I'm kind of like that, even though I have you, sensitive yeah. skin, I like want to know, like it's clean. I'm like, all right, I look like shit now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like, oh, my skin's just flat. Um, but yeah, yeah no, sometimes <laughs> I'll do like a swipe of alcohol when I've like done a bit of a like skin picking, whatever. Uh-huh. And it does, it, that's what some cleansers feel like. Like you just like put alcohol or astringent. I remember yeah. like using astringent as, as like a step or maybe that was never a part of your life, but. It wasn't a part of our life. No. Both of your faces were just like, no. Every time we have a guest, it's like, they are so much more knowledgeable on this shit and obviously they're going to be but it's so funny because they look to us they're like yeah like you guys know this right and we're like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we have a we have a meme account um, <laughs> you ever heard of it <laughs> um, um wait speaking of starface um say it <laughs> so somebody reached out a while ago oh yeah we got a bone to pick with you guys about sending us uh, 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 some products and did it not arrive? It never, it never, it never arrived. Granted, <laughs> we were gonna buy some stuff, but it a lot, a lot of it sold out, or at least like the new stuff. You that's just, a good problem to yeah. have. That's a good problem yeah. to have, though. Um, we'll send you. Uh, I will say the the outreach happened before we have a head of customer service who's like, he's. I mean, you should meet him. His name's Ben. He writes incredible emails, like. We have entire customers who just like stan our customer service and that's just Ben. Um, wow. He has a really overwhelming job, but like, anyway, the outreach happened before he was in there, like actually making sure that those <laughs> orders were fulfilled in a timely manner. Um, mm-hmm. So we will send also, you that. Also, it's New York too. So, you know, those things yeah. could take it. Anyway. <laughs> so um, many, I have... I have so many packages that have either like gone to former addresses. Like I wish I knew all the mail that's like been lost yeah. along the way to former addresses. We, yeah, we have, um, so I moved, I used to live in Williamsburg mm-hmm. and one of my friends moved into my apartment and like a week ago he hit us up cause we got a package and Sunday Riley had sent us robes like with our names on <laughs> so he opened that hoping it was like product that he could take but it was just like a robe that was personalized yeah. for us <laughs> but that got me to thinking like we've both moved a couple times in the in the year that we've been here and i'm sure like stuff has gotten sent to like those people's apartments now totally <laughs> like so somebody great, like, out there is is like got a sick skincare collection <laughs> yeah it's a yeah. great way of getting your name out there, you know. It's like, yeah. oh, I wonder who this is. Oh, whoa, okay, uh, CEO of uh, Starface. What's up? Yeah. Um, well, moving on to more some more personal skincare questions. Yeah. Um, for the men in your life, of any of any any degree, what what would you what is their what is their uh, skincare relationship to skincare like? Because we're always curious about that because we have this sense that you there is like the paradigms kind of shifting on like like on but how men view skincare, we think at least. I've been seeing more targeted ads where it's like, 
much more like a certain demographic of, of dude talking about it and not even just one that's obviously undergoing like skin issues, but just in general for like upkeep and just, you know, keeping aging at bay. Um, so we're always just curious asking our guests, like how, you know, how have you witnessed men deal with skincare? Yeah. My, my boyfriend, uh, had like this very severe kind of acne. I think he did Accutane twice. So he has like, he has like, um, probably some remnants of that. And he still takes like minocycline. Wow. I'm really just sharing all his personal information (laughs) (laughs) and and his pharmacy is, um, and so he's super skeptical and like cautious when he's trying new things. Cause, um, I'll try to like slip him, you know, formulas that are still, uh, being edited. And he's like, I'm not using this until it's finished. Like, unless this is available for purchase, I'm not using it. Like I'm not your Guinea pig, but eventually (laughs) like he, he ends up doing it. Um, so he, it's, it's good to live with somebody who's that cautious and skeptical. Cause he like, does not, he's not like, yeah, like you're amazing. Like I'm obsessed with it. Like he has to like try it and test it. And now finally he's like, He's like, give me the space wash. Like we're out of space wash. And the other day I was like, oh, thanks a lot. It's only taken two years. He, he was putting high, of course the garbage truck comes again now. He was putting hydrostars on his face and, and like from the bathroom, he goes, oh, I really get it now. Like I really feel better with the star on my pimple. I was like, really? After two years now you get it? Oh like, my God. I but the- I guess it's good to have like a tough customer around. Yeah, definitely. The ones closest to you are always the toughest customers. Oh, I know. That's what, how <laughs> yeah, all the fights like, start. That honesty, you know, because it's like it could it's support in a way too. Because you're like, look, look, Julie, if you can sell me, you know, you can <laughs> yeah. sell anybody. Um, that's um, awesome, though. Yeah, I like to keep people around me who have acne still, um, and always like my then my best friend who I grew up with. He he's on Accutane right now, and he's like in his early thirties. So that's one of the questions we wanted to to ask you, because I feel like whenever I talk to my boomer parents and my dad had a lot of skin issues growing up um, and uh, at some point things kind of just level out hormonally and, you know, maybe with stress levels, even though you're stressed your whole life. But uh, I feel like now because of the rise of like depression, anxiety, um, I don't have any like data to prove this, even though, I mean, I've just got a hunch that obviously it's tied that relates to breakouts um, and acne. And I've always got the sense, maybe it's just because I'm in, you know, beginning my late 20s, that there's more adult acne than ever. But I don't know if that's just me just like pulling something out of my ass. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts because, you know, like Starface kind of, Starface deals with that. Mm -hmm. No, I think you're right. I mean, what we know is that 95% of people experience acne at some point in their life. And like, obviously this data like only comes out annually, mm-hmm. but I mean, we know anecdotally how much people experience acne on their chin and jaw from wearing a mask, which is like purely based on sort of like behavioral stuff, like just sweating under a mask or yeah. breathing or whatever the case may be. So I think, you know, people you're right are, are, understanding that acne is not like necessarily just a teen thing or just a twenties thing. Like people in their thirties still have it, especially like when you get pregnant, you can have, or if you get pregnant, you can have some of the craziest acne and you've never had it before. So Mm -hmm. I do think that 
maybe there's just more awareness of, of that it's not just a young person thing. Although you're right, because your oil glands change when you get like whatever. Yeah. Boomer age. Um, right. And and so since there's so much less oil production, then you're not getting it. But I have a friend who's like, he's definitely like 50 now. And I remember he sent me a picture of a giant, like full on teenager pimple. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have one of those right now. I've yeah. seen my, my dad had one of those come up. It was the first time I've seen it in like, probably my life like this was in the last two years i go oh really? is that a zit you know <laughs> yeah. uh, but i didn't mean it in like a negative way i was just like i hadn't seen it on him in a long time yeah. just like he was like yeah it's a fucking it's a fucking pimple but yeah. that, should, that should lead into like another topic is that you know starface is all about skin positivity or acne positivity so if you like if you could talk about that that you know yeah for anybody I who's think... not feeling positive about their acne right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it's like our the idea is just to be comfortable in your own skin. I think positivity is like really complicated because like your feelings about yourself fluctuate so much. Like, you know, and you can, you can look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I look so good today. And then you see a bad picture and you're like, I look like that. What, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, we who's that? that? Um, so I, so I think it's like that place of just being like, I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm comfortable with whatever this is. Like whatever this looks like is fine. Um, even if, you know, when that's a breakout or, or whatever it might be. I think because for me, like spending 10 years in this industry, I was like just in a cycle of, of feeling bad and, and like comparison. And mm -hmm. there's just so much emphasis on how you look because you're writing about it um, mm -hmm. and you're studying it. And then you're telling yourself that you're, you're like, but, but like this is science-based. And then you're like, but I'm also like obsessed with how I look. Um, <laughs> so I think that there's some, there's like a bit of a double-edged sword there. Um, but I don't know. I mean, that's part of the reason why we lead with a character um, and not like humans, you know, like, of mm. course, like there are humans that, that wear star face and, and like want to show their faces, but I don't know. I think the idea of like an Instagram grid with a bunch of like really beautiful pictures of humans, like sometimes just, I, I don't necessarily love looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a disconnect there. Yeah. Um, Emilio, uh, sorry. Got what? <laughs> well, no, because well, Julie mentioned her, her 10 years in the industry. Oh. So I was wondering, you know, like if we should go into that section and you can kick us off some, some of your cues. Some of my cues? What are my yeah, cues? Yeah, you got no, cues. Uh, you got um, well, uh, so I recently read uh, Kat Martinell's memoir and I didn't know I, this was actually, this was like a month or two ago. It was like in the mm -hmm. middle of quarantine. And then I told a friend that, that we had a podcast scheduled with you and you're like, Oh yeah. Like, she, do you remember like her bits in the, in the memoir? And I was like, Oh, that, Oh, that's like Julie. So anyway, that's when I went into like doing a little bit of research on you and yeah, you're, you, you've been, you really have been like all over the place in the last like 10 years and in, in, in a time when like, yeah, beauty was really, it was like a vibe in New York, you know? Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, we just want to talk a little bit about like your come up in New York and, um, how that led to, yeah, where you are now. Right. And like the, the beauty industry <laughs> during that time, like yeah. in how much it's transformed, like what, what was yeah. XOJ at its pinnacle? I, so I met Kat at Lucky Magazine. I was a beauty intern at Lucky and Kat like came in the beauty closet and 
you know, she's like very hyperbolic and she was like, you're going to be a huge star. And like, she probably didn't even know who she was talking to. Like, but, but like you're 18 years old and you're like, wow. Like, cool. yeah, it's just hilarious. Um, cause, cause she does like speak in those extremes and that's yeah. like what makes her, I think that's what like what makes her writing so kind of addictive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, anyway, so then fast forward to like, I was working as a, my, my first like paying like salaried whatever job out of college I was a copywriter and I was writing press releases for a PR agency and I was like I was like what have I done like <laughs> I, I'm so miserable I, I would like go on my little lunch break like I was in a cubicle and then I would go on my lunch break and literally be like I hope something happens to me so that I don't oh have to go God. back inside I feel like a lot of people are feeling that right now they're like oh yeah. man like yeah. uh, existing all right what's up yeah yeah <laughs> existential <laughs> anyway one day yeah. someone stole my I, I got my wish because I was holding my Blackberry like this in Union Square Damn and someone Wait, swiped it <laughs> I'm so you know we all we all had blackberries I never got yeah. a chance to have a sidekick but I'm sure they'll make it come back anyway so so I was working at this PR agency as a copywriter I was ghostwriting people's columns so any client they had that had a column in a magazine I wrote the column I didn't know and, that was a thing that's and and at one point um they had as a client Chloe and Lamar when they were married Chloe and Lamar had a fragrance and oh, that yeah. fragrance was called like forever true love or something. Oof, and I, <laughs> so I wrote that, I wrote the commercial for that, like the, oh, the like wow. narrator's like voiceover in this commercial, which I really hope is still online. <laughs> we, we'll plug that in there. If we yeah, we'll it. Please we'll do around, like, right? let's yeah. please audio. find it. Damn. Oh my God. I'm sure they've scrubbed it from the internet because they want to just like, <laughs> whatever never remember um, it <laughs> like, yeah but at that it, point yeah. I was like oh my job is like kind of cool um anyway yeah. but I was still miserable and and Kat's sister worked there and she would come in and she was like you know she and I stayed in touch as like I had worked for her in the past but she came in she's like she's like what are you doing working here like come why don't you just come be my assistant at exo Jane um yeah. so I with that I like I resigned from my job you know she and I had conversations got to exo jane and nobody necessarily knew that i was i hadn't been hired she was just like come in and be my <laughs> assistant yeah. so i get there i'm like do i have a job like what what am i doing <laughs> um anyway ultimately someone i guess hired me because i was getting paid every two weeks um and <laughs> and exo jane was obviously like interesting time on the internet um for yeah. better or for worse uh and i stayed there and and forget when I remember going to like a book agent's office when she pitched that book together mm. and um and I was like you know in full assistant mode doing that like role play um and the I think I mean the book is I read it in like one flight it was yeah it was like a four or five hour flight but yeah I loved the book what did you think yeah no I loved it I also love reading I read it in like a day I think and I just like love, I read another book recently also that um, was about like the contemporary art world in New York. And I just love like, yeah, reading like what New York was like uh, 10 or 15 years ago. Cause even though it wasn't that long ago, I feel like it's so different now. Um, yeah. But in a lot of that, it also has to do with like, especially I feel like with the beauty world um, or even like the fashion blogs, like we used to follow in the early 2000s, the whole blogosphere has just like, it changed like overnight with the advent of social media. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so yeah, no, I, lo- I loved it and I recommended it to like a bunch of, a bunch of my friends, but so at what point were you like, all right, I'm done writing and doing this. I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in starting a product line. Yeah. I think I wanted to do that for a long time and I didn't have any idea like how that would work because I don't have any, like I went to art school. I had only worked in media. No one in my family owns a like <laughs> operates a company. Like there's yeah. zero entrepreneurial anything around me. Um, so it just like didn't really seem very feasible, even though there were there were things I wanted to do. And there were things that I tried to get off the ground like before this that just didn't go anywhere. Um, didn't have the resources. Um, and so, but I do think that like I got to a point where there were like a couple things that I still wanted to do um, in like, I guess the editorial world. Mm-hmm. And then once I got a chance to make them, which I was lucky to have like those resources that you have at like Hearst and a team and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think I was just at that point kind of, uh, had done like what I wanted to do. Um, but it definitely didn't like seem like a good idea to me or anyone else to like <laughs> quit a, a job without a specific plan. Yeah. And, um, and then, I, and just to like supplement income, I was like, and this was like, you know, I guess coming up on three years ago, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> landed like one brand partnership and I would never, I don't think anything would be this consistent now. And it was like, it was like for a vitamin. And I was like, oh, sick. I just have to post like X, Y, and Z like once a month. And I'm going to get like a steady check and I can pretty much supplement my income. And three or four months in, they were like, yeah, it's not working out. It's not working out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> From like an operational step, like, like operationally like, for them or what? They're like, yeah, we're just, we're restructuring. Like we're just, we're, oh, okay. we're oh, and it's, I don't blame them because I was really bad at it. And I wouldn't hire me to do that either. Like it was it was really bad. You, you could have been um, selling the sugar bear gummies. You could have been I, like toddy level doing that. I didn't. <laughs> Whatever, who was, I, that? was that James Charles? I have no idea. Yeah, um, I didn't yeah. have what it takes. I really respect um, people who make their own content. Like it's, yeah. it, I don't think it's easy at all. It's exhausting for sure. I think. Yeah. Um, get, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just literally rambling. Oh no, we love we, we love really yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> the less we talk, the better. Oh yeah, I, I mean I love to hear my own voice, but um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but we didn't have a chance to talk about L though. What was that like? Oh yeah. What was, oh, yeah. What was what was it like directing the beauty at L.com? Well, I when I went there, I was ha- Emily Doherty, who's like still um, a friend and like just like somebody who I trust and look up to. Um, she hired me as her assistant. And again, like I, I was like sort of starting over again and I'm going from Exo Jane to like L print was <laughs> the biggest culture shock. Cause you go from this like complete like bad girls club environment <laughs> to the most, like, I remember walking into like an editorial meeting there and it was silent. Everyone stood around um, a conference table. The editor in chief stood at, sat at the end silence like I couldn't believe I was like oh it's really like this Mm. okay so um but it was it was 
really, really like an interesting time. And I, the first few, actually I, Emily like freelanced me out an article before I started working there full time. And it was like this article about, um, and this is before all these things are just what everyone does on Instagram, I feel, but it was like, what would happen if like you got hair extensions and eyelash extensions and, and like this and this, and like, upgraded your whole appearance like then what and that was like the, that was like the premise for this, wow. for this like what would, what would people think yeah what if, you, what if you did a thing yeah it was it's so bad um that's funny and then i did another one which like ugh, like the most cringe ever it was like and this fashion editor had been supposed to do it and she backed out because i think she was like this is too embarrassing i'm not doing it it was it was you have to transform yourself into Katy perry with Johnny, oh. with Johnny Lujek, who's her stylist and best friend. So I'm at this hotel. I get there. Johnny and his boyfriend, they're both like stunningly gorgeous and perfect. And they walk in and they're like, who's this tragic like Katy Perry fan? I don't think anyone <laughs> oh knew that I was like writing a thing. They were just like, yeah. ooh, we got like a bit of a stalker here. Like somebody, somebody wanted and they had, like- <laughs> So like they dressed me and like did my makeup. And then I had to meet her dressed as her. Shut the fuck but- up. <laughs> what? Is there, is there like, is there like a video on this? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Oh my I God. I sit down with her and be like, hi, like, it's nice to meet you. Like, and of course the peg was like some cover girl collection or a fragrance or whatever, <laughs> but she was complete. She was like scared shitless. She was like, hi. Oh like, my yeah. God. That's so funny. It's like funny because talking to you right now, you seem like, I mean, you're so chill. So it's like, yeah. just imagining like, all right. I look like you right now. <laughs> but, uh, what's up, Katie? How's it going? It's like something you would never do on your own. Or, it's that's great. so embarrassing. But Damn. I mean, I was like happy to have like articles assigned, like proper full length essays. So of course. Um, yeah. But I think, I think I did print for like three plus years, maybe more. I don't remember. And then um, like sort of had an opportunity to move over to digital when it was still kind of seen as like, there was definitely like a rivalry sense between print and digital. Mm-hmm. And I do think that print frowned upon digital and was kind of like, they're trash, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah. But like, that's kind of more my style. Um, went over to digital and had, like, I remember the first few months I had like the absolute best time. So this was when my friend Danielle was like the digital fashion editor. And she and I, Danielle Prescott, she and I just had like a very similar taste in like, talent and who we thought was like interesting on the internet or in culture and she and I just started shooting things with people like Karuchi in 2015 when in print they'd be like Karuchi like what who's that you know like I don't care um and and we had a lot of fun like just just kind of making things at at a different pace um and so I stayed there for a while and like really really loved it and and had, I don't know, very, very close with like everyone that I worked with. It was kind of like what I was looking for, Mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, so yeah, what, I mean, it's not easy to like leave that structure and then also move because I was like, okay, so are any of these people still going to talk to me? Like, are we work friends or (laughs) am I like ousted from yeah, I don't know. Blacklisted. No. Yeah. Yeah. Once you leave New York, you're yeah. <laughs> it's like no, that's really funny. Um, because it's like I don't know. We we recently had a little bit of press. I don't know if you read this. <laughs> uh, we were we were negged in uh business of fashion. Yeah. Like, really? 
No, I mean, it was just oh. kind of like, it was about like how everything in beauty, in like fashion, media, all these things are turning very independent and like sub stacks, like pay to play kind of stuff. Um, you know, Patreon, mm-hmm. just all these personalities not needing like uh, a partner to yeah. amplify their shit and then just making the money on their own. And yeah. uh, uh, I guess when I, we got a call, um, the point that like I made was like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, if you already have like an established, if you were already in the industry and you have like an established like, like a personality. Or personality, you have a following, you know, monetizing that thing's pretty easy. Like, because people will, people already know you, they're going to be willing to like buy into what it is, the content that you're creating or whatever the fuck you're doing. And then mm-hmm. I was just like, well, you know, like we're, we're, no one knows who the fuck we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Know, she so. was like, oh, it's so cool how you guys are like nobodies. I was like, that's right. <laughs> what? What's up? <laughs> no, like, yeah, you, have right. a, you have a Good to meet you. significant following. And oh, like, nice. when did you guys launch this podcast? Um, well, has it been two years now? Oh, wait, no. Kind of. No, it's a been year, a year. It's been a year. year yeah. Here's some change. Yeah. Because we were kind of on and off because it's like, uh, just life events. Yeah. There's this thing called COVID. That thing happened. <laughs> uh, also like jobs. But um, yeah. we finally got into some like free time. Um, and we were like, oh, like, let's, let's make, you know, do some momentum with it. Yeah. But uh, the memes always just kind of came naturally. But that was like, that was like, that was us trying to figure out whether people would even like in, care, care or, like know about a, like a tone of like if there was a podcast or like a universe yeah. in which you know we used this kind of language to talk about these things in a sincere way and not like in a kind of like i don't know in a very subverted way um but enough about us enough about <laughs> us um you mentioned all right so i want to get into beauty and skincare or just like like in general or just whatever the vibe is like culturally and maybe socially in 2020 uh you mentioned uh when you were you were pitched the right some of these things that now seem just kind of like everyone's doing whether it be like doing a makeover to you know make themselves look like a celebrity yeah. um you know and that's because of the proliferation of social media and so like i'm wondering because I've, I've read that you've kind of touched on this a few times but like just the rise of filters and like what that's doing to like you know collective consciousness here for, like for mental health yeah mental health um obviously i think it's definitely more uh it's, it's definitely a gendered thing although i do catch myself sometimes when i feel like if i have a selfie i'm like damn i should go into photoshop <laughs> like, damn I've, this one this this one little crow's feet line off yeah, it'll be fine. Can't yeah, make it look like it's yeah, touched, really. Though. Dude, I'm, yeah. this is, I'm being vulnerable right now. I'm being vulnerable. Um, yeah, so, but I'm now it. like social media filters. That just, they just take care of that for you. Add a little grain, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole entire yeah. grain look. I don't know. The everyone should do what they want, but the plastic surgery filters are a huge mind fuck, obviously, because <laughs> they but, just. I feel like that's like a, like. Wait, are you? I'm saying filters, not fillers. No filters. Okay, but cool. you know the, yeah. no, you know the filters are you you like put it on your in the story and sure, then you're yeah. like you're like this filter just gave me a nose job. Like I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no that no, that shit's weird. Right. And some people are really into them. Yeah. yeah. Nothing against them. No, I mean it's just it's just like it's there's no moral judgment or like yeah. it's just there's it's just a trend or like what do you think, you know, what's what are the uh consequences 
I think of that, you know, and the genuine way, not in like a kind of a, a judgmental. Yeah. Way I think, I honestly think that, um, I just see from like Starface people, like people who post Starface, um, and like use our stuff, they don't do that. Like that's just not their style. Mm-hmm. I think maybe cause it's like a little corny or it's a little millennial or maybe it's just gone out, but they don't do like necessarily a perfectly whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. they're right. more like the aesthetic is like a finsta aesthetic you know yeah let's talk finsta aesthetic my friend my friend marta is queen of finsta aesthetic in my opinion because she'll post like she'll be like you know just crying or like and like <laughs> your face is you know she's crying um yeah and she's cool with it um so i think that that's definitely more of a star face aesthetic where you're like I, I feel, I don't feel good today or whatever, yeah. or I do feel good, but definitely not the like overly editorialized, color corrected look. Yeah. Yeah. It's like less concerned about like how you're portraying your image to, to people online. You're just like, this is me. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like in it's, this moment. What's nice about Starface is that it adds like an aesthetic component to a moment. I think if you're putting yourself out there and being like, still looking good, what's up, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which that's interesting too, because it's like that's very like Finsta aesthetic is very. I think maybe not now that I look at TikTok. Now that I see on my Discover page all the time, there's always some TikToker doing or like some real person doing a dance. That I'm like, I don't know who this person is, and maybe I'm like aged out um, of this kind of culture. But uh, I think Gen Z, yeah, they're very like Finsta forward. Um, yeah, coin that. Uh, <laughs> I have business of fashion. They really are. And I think, well, it's, but it's also like, I feel like when they're with, as far as skincare goes, they're very ingredient driven. And um, I was wondering too, if we can talk about Starface ingredients. Yeah. We have this segment that we're trying to make a thing mm-hmm. uh, called ingredient of the week. And we thought, why not do oh. hydrocolloid? Yeah. Okay. Let's take hydrocolloid. Yeah. Yeah. We can hydrocolloid ingredient of the week. Um, Yes, they're super ingredient driven. And I think a lot of that is like the TikTok influencers are like, you can't get one over on them. Like they are really <laughs> reading the labels and like doing the research and um, they're, they're serious about it. Like skincare by Hiram. Um, my friend Rachel just wrote an article about him for New York Times and he's oh, like, yeah. yeah. Gen Z whisperer. The Gen Z whisperer, yeah. We... Yep, the Gen Z whisperer. Um, <laughs> but you're so right. They're, they're, they're super ingredient savvy. Um, and I think for us, like when it comes to formulating, clean is definitely like the guiding light, but we know that clean is like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like, yes, we do formulate to like the Credo clean list and Target clean list, Sephora clean list. Um, so there are definitely ingredients that we wouldn't include. But honestly, like launching with just a hydrocolloid patch was really deliberate. Um, the reason why we, we went with the straight hydrocolloid versus like hydrocolloid plus whatever, because you can add anything. I just hadn't seen any compelling clinicals or trials or anything around adding something to hydrocolloid. I do see other patches doing it. I, I've tried it. I've also like, of course, like my opinion is just anecdotal. I don't know not going to add anything to the hydrocolloid till I see something that I believe. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, a lot of people, I feel like a lot of brands do do that just for 
um, people are quick to, well, not Gen Z, but other people are quick to be like, oh, it's got these three things. Like, it must be better than just like vitamin C and vitamin E. It's right. Yeah, it's buzzy. It's, it's like buzzy yeah. to be like, it's got this and this and this. Um, but honestly, the straight hydrocolloid like performs and it's proven and anyone can use it. Um, it's it's safe. It's crazy. This This sounds really niche, but like pregnant people can't use so much stuff that is for acne like almost anything is off the table if you're like being a super cognizant yeah mm -hmm. maybe overly cognizant pregnant person um yeah hydrocolloid is is it works for everyone i see people use it on their babies um people use it on <laughs> your face mosquito bites cold <laughs> sores these are all off label yeah. off but this is sure. why i like it because there are all these off-label, and then of course, like we have our community, myself included, skin pickers. Skin pickers love it because you put it over, like you know, something happened. You put hydrocolloid over it, helps you stop picking. Like this is like my situation right here. Like I had a magnifying mirror and a needle, and <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So, did you like? When did you first? learn about the ingredient or were you like actively looking for things that might be good for a pimple patch or did you just come across it first and then decide this would be good for a pimple patch i came across it in 2014 or 15 um that was like just my first sort of experience with it um and didn't see it like widely available as a pimple patch in the u.s market okay. um i sort of thought uh this is gonna go the way of the sheet mask like I remember when sheet masks were kind of like, hmm, like I can get them from my favorite like Korean retailer. I can yeah. get them mm -hmm. here and there. But then immediately it was like CVS checkout aisle. Um, or like, <laughs> right, you know, yeah. Uh, so sheet masks went from being this sort of like thing that you might like take a picture of or whatever. And then mm -hmm. it was like, boom, they're everywhere. Um, and I sort of was like, this is going to happen with hydrofolate. Like this thing is like, it, it just works. And it's yeah. also uh, affordable. So that's happening. Um, but I think the patch for us is like, that was sort of how we met this person who experiences acne, experiences skin picking, whatever the case may be. Um, and it's been cool to sort of make the, the space wash and moisture on Mars and pore strip and things like that, that are outside of the patch realm. Those like, mm -hmm you know, they might not be as uh, decorative or communicative, but they're the essentials. Like the the reviews on them are like, I'm so happy with the reviews, to be honest, because um, people are using them together and they're like, I think they're a little surprised because look, it's hard to like get it up for a new face wash, but you try mm -hmm. it, it mm -hmm. it works for you. And, and then I think there's a loyalty there once you find, when you have acne, because so many things- yeah. I just know for myself, I'm like, that's going to break me out. That's going to break me out. It's this, you're always wondering. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's one of those things that are even more specific to like somebody's skin type, you know? For sure. I think as well, like when you have acne prone skin and really reactive skin, like it might be enticing to do the whole 10 step thing to have a super involved routine. But honestly, like as someone with acne prone skin, like that's just not for me. The more that I layer on, the more likely I am to break out. Like right. I can't, I can't wear like five products at once. Mm -hmm. Do you think, um, that your time working for it in like beauty media, 
that was the time when you were probably like breaking out because of the the constant the like products. products that are coming in and you're having to try new things out just to write about it. I always feel that's like a, a part of the the industry and that it's not until when you're either like out of it or adjacent, you finally strip it back to like three products that you're just like, hell yeah, this is, this is, this is me, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm always curious talking with people who have like acne journeys in the beauty industry. Yeah, it was definitely it, it's such a good point. It's definitely a lot to do with how much I was testing um, and, and just trying such a way too many products, um, like out of pure curiosity. Cause like, how can you not get excited if, yeah. if you have this like strange access to everything? But yeah. I do think that not being, not having that job and formulating now, mm. like with our, you know, with our chemist, like slash head of product is super helpful to be in the customer role. Because again, that goes back to price, like as a customer, I'm not buying like the $200, whatever. Um, right. That's just not, that's not me as a customer. So it's cool. It's cool to be in that position. Cause I think as a beauty editor, there's this like access that sort of makes you forget what sort of choices you would really make if, if it was your money. Right. You mentioned something earlier about the kind of the, the, evolution of or like I guess the what's the word I'm looking for but all right so with like sheet masks how that just became everywhere and uh, I think you're seeing like a huge trend right now of a lot of um, like DTC brands like going wholesale route Um, you know from what I know like you guys aren't doing that but um, I'm just curious to hear your thoughts about because obviously it works obviously people are making like they're they're making a business calculation to say Mm -hmm. hey look I need to be in target or I need to do this Um, just be curious to hear about like your thoughts of how, what, what that means and what the future looks like for anybody who is listening, who might be in you know, the industry. Yeah. I think anyone who, anytime like a new skincare brand comes out, they're going to hear from a lot of retailers. Like I, I've talked to other friends who've like either put something out before we launched or after or whatever you're getting like the, the retailers are like, they're looking for you. So you're going to hear from a lot of retailers. And I think, it's just about being smart about how you make those choices or like structure those type of type of deals. Like there's no right or wrong way to do it, but like, I don't know. I think in the beginning we were like, I remember getting excited cause like a retailer from like when I was a kid, like a very like mall one, I was like, Holy shit. Like I can't believe they know who we are. And that's awesome. But um, yeah, it's making a choice to align with anyone else when you're a new brand is mm-hmm. so it's scary. Yeah. So for the time being, that's not something that's even really on your mind. Yeah. Not right now. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I was going to ask you about the liftoff pore strips that you guys just launched. Yeah. Right? I'm not wrong about that. You guys just launched that. Sometimes no, you're right. Like I, re- I read something and I'm like, wait, did that happen? Yeah. You know, no, no you're right. Out, but right. They're gone now, but they'll, yeah. They'll be back soon. I'm like out of breath. That's so embarrassing. No, like, no. Yeah, I like brief run. Um, yeah, the CEO well, works, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so core strips, you're right. They're super polarizing. Like yeah. I even have a good friend who made a whole TikTok that did pretty well. Like her anti-pore strip TikTok. I was like, hmm, I'm interested <laughs> to share something with you. Um, yeah. But no, we, we 
sort of reimagined like the pore strip that maybe like I had growing up, the one that like sometimes rips your skin a little bit. This one's a lot more gentle um, and actually took way more edits than I thought it would to like get the shape and the formula right. I thought it was going to be pretty straightforward um, and also the design. I think the thing about pore strips that I personally love is like an instant gratification moment because so much of skincare is like, okay, like you might see results in a month. Like I also need a balance of like, some something to get excited about like i want to see some <laughs> gunk and the same with the hydrochloric <laughs> yeah. like, we do these like gunk compilations because depending on what kind of pimple you have you might have like something really substantial when you pull it off like it doesn't happen mm, every time yeah. but i lo- i don't know i i love that i think people people have like a little they enjoy like the gross out moment yeah. and i no, i mean no, for sure. when Dr. you pull off a pore doctor. strip and you have like a good amount of like those little spikes that were in your oh, nose. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like it. Like, hell yeah. No, so. Yeah. I, I used to love that shit. When I, before I learned that the products that we're probably referring to isn't so good for you. Not, not the Starface yeah. one, uh, <laughs> the one, the, the OG one. Yeah, the other one. Yeah. 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 Um, but I remember that was such a satisfaction. You just like, yeah, that, that came out of my nose, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the old ones don't like target, like, excessive like sebum production right and like i can't remember the other thing that they're not tackling which makes them like kind of like or like it, it's it's great for like a a day or whatever but mm-hmm. um starface right like what are, i i was reading on the website i think there's like a few things that you're really trying to tackle with those pore strips one being i think there's something in there right for like excessive sebum production yeah and and it's just like to your point like it's just more gentle so mm-hmm. um it, you're also like sort of calming like the redness that might occur with that. But like by no means is a pore strip like a long-term solution to, you know, it's like a a practice that you keep up that you do like a few times a week or I don't know, we have customers who who do them every day. Like um, Bryce, who uh, he's, I don't know if you've seen like some of our pore strip, there's a pore strip video ad and he's in it. and when we like shot him for that, he was just like, oh yeah, like me and my friends are using these every day. And I'm like, okay, like, cool. <laughs> go go, off. go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly probably should be using it because I feel like that's where like, I mean, most people see them like heavy sebum production T-zone. happens on their T-zone, right? And like mine's always just been crazy and, you know, um, mm-hmm. haven't had a facial since before COVID. So I'm like... I gotta get some stuff out (laughs) Uh, and I'll put it on my chin like I'll like flip it around and put it on my chin because my chin is the most congested and I'm sure like Mm. that's the mask spot for a lot of people yeah yeah yeah. I definitely I mean like it was so funny when people started hitting us up about and eventually we're gonna do an episode on just masking in general even though it's like it's still a a topic to talk about it's over we're done with masking but uh I remember like during the beginning I wasn't really getting it uh even though it's in New York, like no matter what you have to wear a mask. Um, so like, I remember in the beginning months, I wasn't getting it. It wasn't until like midsummer, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're sweating and breathing and, and everything. And, yeah. That's yeah. when I was like, damn, I'm, I'm breaking out. But then I was I also kind of like, or maybe I'm just like mentally losing it. So yeah. uh, that's <laughs> why I'm breaking out. It's like both, both, it's both. both things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, but speaking of New York, uh, <laughs> you know, we told you, we told you we were going to go to Suen. Did you really go to Suen? Dude, Dude no, we did it. Happened. We did it. We, like, a lot happened <laughs> yesterday. It. We were like, we were like, fuck, like, we're both working. We're trying to yeah. get some things out. And I was like, yo, you want to go? And he was like, he was like, <laughs> I go, I'll, I'll, I can't do that. I can't do that right now. I go, I go, I go, we could always, 
Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but for the listeners, yeah, I got the steamed broccoli. No. <laughs> for the listeners, um, Julie, we did a little stalking, and we found out that the that you went four times a week at one point when you were here in New York. <laughs> Can you explain that? Well, it was like a scene, wasn't it? I've been to like all the former locations that are now closed. They had it like when I was in school, they had a Union Square location. Um, the Soho location sadly closed last year. I want to say end of last year, or maybe it's two years ago now. And now there's like some fusion restaurant there. Um, I think the last standing one is that East Village one, the tiny one. Um, But yeah, I miss, I miss Suen. There's not really an equivalent that I know of because LA makes like, they make everything like cafe gratitude style um, in that category. Wow. Yeah. It's it's, It's literally like, I don't want, I don't want the twee. Just give yeah. me the food. Like, I don't want. I don't want yeah. any vibes. Like just... no vibes. Give me it so, <laughs> sterile. I've got enough. They get sterile, yeah. but not like Silicon Valley corporate sterile. So. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's the best. And also, like in certain locations, like the um, the staff will be like really like rude and and just sort of like short with you, which I I think is nice. Yeah. Um, they're just like I, I'm they doing my job. Rude. Like yeah, like get it yeah. together. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I love Suen. I hope that I hope that East Village one is okay. Yeah, I looked I it up. I, I, they're still posting on IG, both, so yeah. we'll probably go this weekend because we're trying to get out of the city. Um, but hey, any other NYC institutions yeah. you miss? Um, that we should be going to. Yeah, I miss walking. I mean, I oh, okay. <laughs> it's not an institution, but no. like I would walk over both bridges, Brooklyn yeah. and Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn and Manhattan Bridge are good for walking. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I should have had something prepared for what I miss other than like a physical activity. Um, That's great though. I feel like people really undervalue or or, don't appreciate it. You know what? I used to spend a lot of time at Great Jones Spa. Like, cause Great Jones Spa, you can just like go in there and I think for like 40 bucks, maybe that's changed. And also maybe it's closed now and just go use like the, this, the sauna and the steam room and they give you like the paper underwear. Um, yeah, yeah, I used to just like go and like, you know, meet a friend there after work and like eat the free trail mix and tea. And yeah, we would always Uh, see people, people would always be there on dates. I was like, Ooh, this looks like a terrible, like like, early stage date. (laughs) Interesting. Wow. Like what's the, so it's like, yeah, it's a sauna. Is it a bathhouse too? I'm so ignorant. Some people are probably like, yo, you should know what this is. (laughs) I don't think they would identify as a bathhouse. Like they're like, they're a spa, but they're like, they're an entry level spa. Like they're not like a super glam spa. Right. Um, And so, yeah, you can just go there and use like, there's like an ice bath thing. There's a warm one, sauna, Mm. steam room. And I would compare it to like a much more accessible uh, or like, approachable version of air you know like the one that's spelled a-i-r-e oh yeah that one is like that one also has very like horny date vibes like people are in there doing things (laughs) and i'm like that's how they market it too they're like yo dude look at these look at these votives and candles lit here like all around the bath like like, we're we're too i think there's like a scene in that uh what is that billions where he's like he tries to meet up with you guys know about billions it's okay if you know i haven't watched. yeah i haven't watched it but i yeah well, there's a there's a sexy scene there <laughs> in, the, uh, in the spa. In the spa, probably at air. It looks like air. Um, I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's very yeah. It's 
that's what air is for. But Great Jones is for like, go with a friend, go by yourself. Like, and it's, you know, it's not super expensive. Mm-hmm. I've actually gotten a facial there. That was good. Um, so I miss that. Also just like that area. Um, Where is it? Um, it's on, what's one street? Over, oh, on Jones Street, Great Jones Street. And then like, it's, you go to the end of the street and then there's the Bowery Hotel. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's like yeah. right there. We kind of like doing this pod because we're relatively new I mean, here, yeah, I'd say. It's... So it's like a lot of people that we have on have either lived in New York or yeah. are here currently. And so it's always kind of like our own little Bowery Boys thing, you know, <laughs> that podcast where they go and do the history or whatever. Yeah. Because um, we're like, okay, like, what should we, what should we do here? And I guess yeah. that leads me to another question, you know, for, um, for some two young some two young bucks, you know, what, <laughs> what should we, you know, do you have any advice for anybody in their twenties, even if they're not us, in but New like York, yeah. in New York, in the industry, anybody. I admire what you're doing with the podcast because I, first of all, two friends and I, they're all, they're journalists. They're like legit writers. One of them has a book deal. Um, they're really like better at what they're doing than I ever was. Anyways. Mm-hmm. We were like, let's make a podcast. And this was like, again, two years ago, I was still living in New York. We sat down, we got the equipment, like, and we only made it through one. We net after that, we all, when we never spoke of it again, like, oh my God. It, yeah, like, it was like, like, it was like, because it didn't work, oh, it was, yeah. you know, like, is it online? Um, <laughs> what was that? Is it online? Did you guys end up posting it? No, we didn't post oh. it. We oh, were like, oh, we're we like, okay, we'll do this. Like, like they're both, um, they're both hilarious and like they're like journalists at New York magazine or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we just never did it again. So I think being able to like get through a year of podcasting yourselves, right. like, yeah. and, and like book guests and make the questions that you guys made and like do the research. I'm like, wow. 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 That's so nice. That is really wow. sweet. That's really sweet. I mean, I, I mean, literally I, I love couldn't even do one. So like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I, you know, it's driving us insane. Well, yeah, it is a little bit. <laughs> In the uh, best possible way. Yeah. Also, there's a bubble with it and everyone's like doing, you know. But uh, yeah, it's. I feel like it's like they either say, if you can't get past the first one, that's not going to happen. And then also <laughs> like 14, like if you do 14 episodes. Okay. It's like. Is that what they say? That's like a. That's a lot, I think. It's episode <laughs> but, 19. Yeah, we're in episode. We, uh, we broke the, we broke through. So. Yeah. Um, did it. Um, yeah. And you guys have like. I don't know. I love all of your guests. I know many of them and um, well, separately off of this down to like suggest or introduce if you're like ever looking for more. Wait, what else was it? Oh, you guys were saying like advice. Um, I think what I love about what you guys are doing is that you haven't entered like spontent world but obviously you have to make money if you have to <laughs> monetize this thing oh, yeah. this segment of the pod is called how do we monetize this yeah <laughs> and i'm sure i'm sure as well like you've been approached and who knows i don't know what your choices are but that, like that, that was a point like a point of the just the fashion thing where they're like oh yeah. like so what i was like look the moment you look like you're trying to sell something it, that's not a good look especially if people were there like and it's funny too, because then you're giving too much thought to your brand a little bit. Yeah. And something that kind yeah. of started off is kind of silly. Like, I don't know. I think some people are, I haven't really wrapped my head around it a lot, but it, it is one of those things. It's like, unless you made your whole entire bit unapologetic, like, yo, we're trying to grift you to make some money. Like, <laughs> yeah. That could be a part of the, the yeah. universe. And, I mean, yeah. But, and I guess we haven't been approached for like, with something that felt right. 
I think lately we've been thinking, well, maybe we should be proactive about like looking for opportunities right, or setting ways pitch to monetize like this. decks. But that, yeah, like, but that's when it gets complicated, and we're like, well, I don't even know if like we're knowledgeable enough in like the industry to know like w- what we can even like go after. Right, and then also. I mean, it's kind of funny. We like did this whole entire thing on our story with that, uh, whatever that Chad Chew oh, yeah. thing. Chad Chew. I was thinking like, yo, we, we that thing just... makes me so uncomfortable. Dude, it's so. Uh, it's like, yeah, why do you just get filler that. or something? <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's also kind of like I would. It would be really fun to approach like brands that are not even skincare related, just fucking weird. It just be. Like, I love uh, that. Let's just, oh my just, god, you know, yes. just doing a little read. Be like, all right, dude. Yeah. You know the uh, the, the Chad Chew. It's not even called that. I'm just like saying, <laughs> look, you, if you want to grow that jaw, because they're probably. If, or I would probably like uh, make them think that we have like a huge like male audience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, dude, like, like we don't. It's a skincare page for dudes. Yeah. Um, it's barstool sports for dude, skincare. Yeah. It's barstool exactly. sports. Yeah. yeah, dude. I fucking wish that'd be so funny. So where's the check? I know, right? Uh, but um, I have one last question for you. Amazing. And then maybe we can. Are we doing the Dewey Do's? Oh and yeah, dotes? we didn't send you about. The, well, okay. We forgot to hit you up about the Dewey Do's and Do's. This is thing about like at the end of the episode where we're like. It can be anything related. It could be whatever, you know. It's just good, it's good vibes, bad vibes. Be like, oh, don't do this, do that. You know, yeah. whatever is on your mind. But Emilio. Okay, last question. If you could go back during your whole, all your years coming up in New York and do something differently, what would it be? And if there's nothing, then that's cool too. <laughs> uh, You're like everything. No. <laughs> everything uh would make a lot of choices differently but in skincare specifically i would have waited to do i started getting botox when i was like 23 because it was available and because somebody wanted to give it to me for free so i would say uh i would have delayed that and now i don't i dabble in this and that but because of quarantine i'm not doing anything right now um of that nature uh but yes started that way too young in my opinion and like again, now I guess that's normal. I mean, this was like yeah, pre- I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> this was like pre-Kardashianification of yeah, whatever. Um, but faces. There are some. I do have some pictures of myself where I'm like, how did nobody like make fun of you? Or maybe they just didn't say it to your face because like you looked crazy. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. That's like so funny. this the story thing that we posted yesterday. The amount of like guys DMing me and like. Yo, dude, just get filler, get filler. So it's like in my uh, mind now. Really? Like, I know. I was yeah. surprised. Well, granted, I would say like I'm a huge demographic of the the guys who follow us are, are gay. So like, right. yeah. I don't know. I'm like I'm generalizing here too, but it's. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, there's a there's a demographic of like just straight like incel types like wanting <laughs> surgery too, or like yeah. even though Botox is very like low effort, but uh, yeah. um, or I don't know. Yeah, fillers are low effort too, but yeah, it's definitely a huge like cultural like. I, yeah so to hear you talk about it, like when you were 23 um and like reconsidering that maybe beginning that early I mean I'm sure oh my like, god I used to have like and because these germs I mean I guess they're very whatever the stuff was free um and so <laughs> right yeah I, but then I would be trying things with someone and then I would call someone else and say like oh my god it's so fucked like can you help me dissolve it and I had a dermatologist once come to my apartment and like dissolve something that just looked crazy so there was a lot of like doing and undoing um and uh that's fine if you're a human guinea pig and you're not paying for it but when it's your money like oh yeah that's not a good time yeah yeah because about it i mean i i don't i've 
know nothing about that world <laughs> but like mm-hmm. i imagine yeah, it's yeah. like always trial and error and it's based like on the person that you're going to yeah, yeah. like you have to like, you know same thing as like a therapist like one person's like yeah therapist that changed their life is another person's like i don't know it's like same with <laughs> same with the derm the aesthetic yeah cool well let's get into the do we do's and don'ts i have none I have not I didn't prepare Wait, any. No. Maybe I'll think of something. Oh, you um, like okay. say a thing and then I say it's like, it's, it's do just do like, or do you? Oh, it's more, no. it's more like oh like um let me think back to what we all just talked about. I'd be like, "Oh, you know, not my words, but do we don't according to uh Julie oh, yeah. uh consider getting botox or at 23 or something." Yeah. Uh, like that. Okay. So it's just like it could be But like stable. even though that's uh, that's kind of mean too. I don't want to be like don't I don't yeah, want like, to uh, or general c- general life thing that's like, like an example i'm always like do we do like read do we more? read a book do we do you know, um scroll twitter less and read more oh, things like it could be anything you plug whatever the fuck you want or plug yeah this is a safe space <laughs> <laughs> um uh, well i'll think i'll try to think of some right now too sometimes we bought we we often botch this bit 90 percent of the time we bought and it. then sometimes it's really good and then oh we but, didn't talk about i mean it's oh, i know it's too late oh, now we'll talk about we, we didn't talk about um the social dilemma. Oh shit! Yes. Oh. All right, guys. New, new. All right, you're not going to okay. do we do's and don'ts this um, this episode. We're Give just going to talk week. about the social dilemma. <laughs> um, that's what we're going to talk about because I did you watch it? I haven't finished it because I keep I put it on like right when I'm like okay I'm going to sleep I'm going to put this on and yeah. then I get halfway through. And then you pick up so your I- phone. You're like. Oh, I got to check something real quick. <laughs> but I have gotten like, you know, I've gotten a good enough way through. Have you guys finished it? I started last oh, night. I got halfway been... through. Oh, yeah. you got halfway through? I got halfway through because I was like, I know what this is about. <laughs> like, right. I think we get yeah. the idea. <laughs> I mean, even, yeah, like when I yeah. watched the trailer, I was like, oh, God, yeah. Like, and it's also kind of like one of these things and like now we're getting into like a pop culture podcast now, like, but it's one of these things where all these, you know, giants of tech industry are have like a guilty conscience and are on there and it's kind yeah. of... It seems yeah. like a way to show like, oh, wait, I have a conscience, you know, yeah. and like, I'm, I'm not trying themselves. to be like, no, fuck these guys. I'm not. But like, it's <laughs> yeah. still like, we get this as like a PR thing to be like, look, this thing exists. You're not crazy. Yeah. You're getting addicted to your phone more and more through, you know, as time progresses, yeah. you're going to keep getting addicted to it. And it's all it's like profit. It's like, we've always known yeah. that, but I think it kind of hit me the other day. Cause I was, um, and I don't know. As as you're growing like social following, which it sounds so gross to say out loud. Like whenever you say things like I'm a creator, content, yeah. you're kind of like, what? Um, but you know, you once you see like a post do well, you're like, oh whoa, I love that. Yeah. When it doesn't do well, you well, go. It's like a dopamine rush. You go instant gratification. Why did that do so well? What does that say? You know, and uh, yeah, nothing I, think- I post does well on Instagram. So I'm kind of like, it doesn't like. Cool. Like when you feed the beast and it like doesn't respond, I'm just like, all right, okay. yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good place to be. That is a good yeah. place to be. I'm like, you know what? Like <laughs> you don't like any of this. And also I feel like shadow banned or just like generally hidden. I'll be like, yeah. Oh yeah. The algorithm's working against you. Have you found that your behavior's changed since watching this thing? No. Cause I'm literally just watched it like this past week. Oh. I mean, again, like you said, like we all know this, like we all know yeah. that we're addicted and we're like zombies and addicts and whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think it's just like a time and culture. Like it's, it's like a moment, this moment might be 10 years or 15 years or whatever. The behavior is going to change again. I think all as well, like with Instagram, all the, the sort of like content trends and patterns and, um, 
that were once like super aspirational and now they're cringe or now you don't want to use it at all or gen z thinks it's corny or i mean nothing's nothing's like permanent same with like like you know starface has a big tiktok following i don't want to lean on tiktok because who knows like yeah right well it's funny too i mean like it's i've been thinking about that a lot too it's like everything that has its moment and i think you're seeing like um uh a kind of exhaustion of kind of the like the wellness industrial complex on Instagram and like mm-hmm. the people who mm-hmm. kind of pro- like proliferate that and I I mean it's it, well obviously it has to do with like you know conditions in the U.S. and the world and what that's you know trying to be real with what that what's going on yeah mm-hmm. um but uh yeah it's it's the, the cringe part's funny to me because it's like you know sometimes you think when you're you're doing something that's like I don't know. Yeah. But so I mean, should, you know what I love to say, you know, if you want to get ahead of you got to post a little cringe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like a post. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's like, just yeah, like, you can always archive it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's not like, yeah, it's not written in pen. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of glad we didn't have to do the Dewey Deuce notes because I always get really I, we anxious never have, about yeah. it. Or um, someone's gonna write it before it. Um, yeah. It's like my, it's, it's my mom's favorite segment. Um, so she'll be devastated, but she's a great supporter of the pod. Yeah. The vision. The vision. Yeah. Well, Julie, cool. thanks so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, come back anytime you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would love to come back. Oh my God. I had such a good time. Thank this you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. We're so glad you did this. Hopefully one day when things are, there's something, there's a normalcy of some kind, you know, we'll have to do something IRL. Go to yeah, Sue, we'll but, go to the dermatologist or we'll go to Sue yeah, yeah, no, dermatologist first. Yeah, yeah derma, derma first. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it. We're done. Enjoy. Thank you, guys. I'm just a fan first, you know, so um, love to see Dewey Dudes blowing up. Um, watch you navigate the world of financing your, <laughs> your oh my creativity. God. <laughs> oh, Monetizing your, your creativity. Yep. We'll see. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see what happens. We'll see what happens, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, can't wait to deactivate the account. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, well, anyway, enjoy, guys. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll let you uh, get going. Okay. Um, thanks again. Bye, guys. Dance like a